0: and welcome to this week's Library Girl and Book Boy podcast where I'm talking to author Lucy Christopher about her brand new picture book Shadow. I hope you enjoy! Hello, everybody. Today, I am talking to author Lucy Christopher about her brand new picture book, Shadow, which is out with the wonderful diverse publisher, Lantana Publishing, and has been illustrated by Anastasia Sovarova. Hi there, Lucy. How are you?
1: Hi, um, I'm great. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for joining me this evening for a chat.
1: Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having
0: me. No, it's my pleasure completely. (laughs) So, shall we get started by you telling us what Shadow is about
1: sure well i guess um the story begins with our young protagonist moving into a new house with her mum and um, her mum begins by saying there's nothing dark or anything to be scared of in this new house Um, but our main character finds a shadow under the bed um, who she begins to make friends with and uh, make some mischief with and uh, eventually they run away into the woods where there are shadows everywhere Um, But after a lonely time alone, uh, our protagonist is eventually found again by her mum. Phew, thank goodness for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was just wondering where your original inspiration for this story came from?
1: Yeah, sure. I've had lots of inspiration for this story. This feels very much like it's a story that's been in my head for a very long time. Um, In fact, I started it probably... I wrote the first version of it about five or six years ago and it's sort of been something that I've tinkered with ever since and um, I guess it came from a couple of places I've always wanted to write about um, issues of of dark issues or mental health issues for very young children I think I already do this in my fiction for young adults um, but writing when you have 80,000 words to play with is uh, a very different way of writing about a topic when you have about 500 words Um, yeah so I I kind of wanted to set myself the challenge. How would I um, think about a dark theme, um, a topic of mental health for a picture book audience? So that was my sort of challengey inspiration. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also had quite a um, personal inspiration as well, and I think this book sort of is rooted in um, my own upbringing. I was I was a, a child who moved houses a lot of times, and by the time I was the narrator's age. Well, I kind of see her as about five. I'd mm. moved, already moved house about five year five times as well. So I knew all about um, moving house, um, being quite lonely. I didn't have any siblings. it was hard to keep friends when I was moving house all the time. I also had a single mum. So I think some of the issues that are in this book are things that I was thinking about and dealing with as a very young child. And I kind of thought maybe there were other young children like me who had had that sort of loneliness and um, how would how would that manifest itself? And in my book, it manifests itself in terms of a shadow being found, a literal shadow being found. And so I guess it's sort of that's also my inspiration behind the book, if that makes sense.
0: It does, definitely. Now, you've mentioned that um, when you were writing, you had a kind of mental health aspect in mind. And I found as I read it, it was really interesting because it is a book that could be read on many different levels by many different readers, it could be taken as a a fairy tale it could be taken as an exploration of fear of the dark or grief or maybe your own anxiety or loneliness was it your intention when you wrote it to have these kind of many levels of meaning or did you have a, a specific mental health focus in mind yeah, no, I did want to um,
1: have a story that could be read on many levels. Um, I think that's always my dream as an author, to have my books read on different levels. Um, I wanted the book to have a simple story at its heart. So a young girl moves house, finds a shadow, makes a mischief, but it's her mum she really needs to find. Um, but I also did want that deeper psychological reading as well. Um, And I really wanted to explore. I remember very clearly, actually, um, one of my friends years and years and years ago um, was was training to become um, a psychoanalyst. And she was talking about um, the shadow self. And it was the first time I'd ever heard that term. And immediately I thought, I guess that's how I think, because I think like a child most of the time. But I thought, how would that actually, what if that was real? What would a shadow self look like? Where would it hide? What would it get up to? What could you get up to with your shadow self? Um, and so that had kind of stuck in my head as well, and I really love that you can read this book as a fairy tale, and I really think that um, Anastasia's illustrations have really helped to bring out that reading in particular, actually.
0: They have, they're stunning, um, which we'll, t- we'll come to you in a second. Um, I didn't pick up on that, on the kind of mental health theme. I think We're quite lucky at the moment that there seems to be a really rich seam of picture books that can be used by readers of all ages to explore um, their fears and their mental health issues. Why do you think that we're kind of seeing this come through, particularly at the present time, it seems to me?
1: yeah it's so exciting actually i i really love that we're getting this sort of wave of picture books that are, are about these issues um i think that many reasons for this i think um we do live in quite an anxious world at the moment and there's a lot of things that i think are really worrying our young people out there um there was the reading agency i think it was the reading agency did a um a study uh, last year that sort of said that um, the the rise in um, uh, young children being referred to psychologists and, and um, psychiatrists was was hugely increasing, mm. um, and I think that is being reflected in writers and artists, and illustrators, um, exploring that in their work. Um, and I think there is more of finally, finally starting to be more of a um, awareness of. Um, mental health issues really affecting young people and I think that's changing in schools I think there's much more awareness in schools Um, and I think that's it's um, it's a really really good time to be exploring these issues in 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 these books.
0: Yeah I mean I agree as a parent and as a teacher I actually work with quite vulnerable um, children and I find that picture books like yours are such a safe way to open up a discussion about emotions, feelings, mental health. They're just a very safe place and children feel quite happy to explore the themes within a book and then think about how those might apply apply to their own situations as well. So they're such fantastic tools in the classroom as well as being beautiful stories and illustrated um, text at the same time.
1: Absolutely and and I think that picture books have this unique position to be able to sort of move across different age ranges as well. So I think an interesting picture book about mental health or that could speak to mental health issues should be able to work with an older audience as well as a younger audience. I think um, Sean Tan's work is he's a really great person to look at for mm-hmm. stories that stretch between the very young and, and adult really but both talking about the same sorts of themes and emotions.
0: Yeah no they're stunning so moving on to the illustrations um, as we've said they're gorgeous and it's done a fantastic job but what I particularly loved was the fact that the illustrations didn't necessarily um, match up with the story. They kind of gave you more information. You could read, you could infer more from the illustrations, than you were given in the text. And I was wondering whether you had much time to liaise Anastasia about that, or whether it's something that she organically did independently.
1: It's been so interesting working um, on this picture book. Actually,
0: I absolutely
1: adore. Um, all the illustrations that Anastasia's created for this book, I think they suit the story. I think they have this fairy tale quality. I think she's uncannily sort of got into my head and put put my head on the page, which is quite strange. Mm. Um, but interestingly, I have actually never had contact with her. I've never spoken to her. I've never met her. Um, I would love to actually, um, but um, I haven't. And I think it's quite strange that. Um, that she's managed to get the essence of this book so perfectly Um, when I submitted the book to Lantana I did give some ideas about what I thought the pictures could entail Um, and in fact uh, a friend of mine is is an artist and she had drawn a few little pictures of what she thought the main character might look like and the shadow and they were also very beautiful, but very different. And I sort of gave all this to Lantana and said, oh, there you go. There's some ideas. And I think they sort of took that. Um, and I think that must have helped them to choose um, Anastasia because um, there's sort of the essence of those original pictures. And those sort of ideas that I had are, are in the in the drawings. But she's done so much more to them. My favourite, um, there's a favourite, favourite bit that she's, So I'm flicking through it as I'm looking at it. Mm. <laughs> Well, there's a favorite thing that Anastasia has done, which wasn't in my original brief. It wasn't in the original pictures. But on the very final bit of the book, the second to last page, we've got the um the main child and her mum and all the neighbors and friends are coming around for tea. And she's put a little black cat in there as well.
0: Yes, I'm looking at it too. yes.
1: And that little black cat is shadow it's it's shadow as a as the cat and it's I hadn't ha- put that in I hadn't had that idea and it's just so perfect that the shadow is still there but yes. as the cat so, oh I think she's she's magical it's very <laughs> clever
0: and I think also we learn a lot about well, I found that I learned a lot about mum in particular just her facial mm. expressions you can just imagine exactly how she's feeling and what she's thinking so clever
1: absolutely her face just comes becomes lighter and she
0: gets her rosy cheeks and her blue eyes towards the end and yeah it's amazing yeah no it's really beautiful and I'm always interested to hear how much contact authors actually do or in most cases do not have with illustrators it's a a very separate process isn't it most of the time
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, I would, uh, as I said, I would love to meet her now and to sort of discuss this wonderful thing that we've created together and, um, and talk about well, why did you do that and why did you and, and how did that evolve? And it's, it's really exciting.
0: Yeah, that'd be very interesting. I'd love to hear how that conversation went if it were ever to happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could record it. <laughs> well, maybe we could, yes. That would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned right at the start that um, Shadow was your, it's your debut picture book, isn't it? It is. And yeah. you've written um, a lot of longer novels for older audiences previously. And I was just wondering how different the plotting and writing process was for a picture book as compared to a longer novel? It's a really
1: interesting question.
0: Um, In in essence, I think
1: it's the same thing in the sense that both of them need to have an inciting incident. Both of them need a main character, a climax and a resolution. Um, But I think in creating a picture book rather than a big novel it's about stripping back absolutely everything that is superfluous and just leaving the absolute barest of spines so making every single word count and count for more than one thing if possible and i think in that sense it's a bit like writing poetry like every every sentence has to have more than one job i think Mm -hmm. um and i think in that sense it's actually a really good exercise for me as as um as how i used to sort of see myself as only a no- novelist to think okay well here we have the very basic essentials of this story how interesting would it be for me to sort of take that and put that into a into a young adult novel or or to to sort of vice versa to think, okay, I've got this young adult novel that's going all over the place and complicated. Can I actually write it as a picture book in 500 words? And what would I learn from that exercise and, and vice versa? So it's actually taught me a lot about writing and,
0: and um, creative writing, the process. Interesting. And do you think you've got any more picture books to come or are you working on any more picture book texts that you can tell us about?
1: Sure. I have um, just submitted my second text to Lantana, which mm-hmm. is very exciting. And that's also got um, some themes of um, mental health and um, a little bit of homelessness in there as well. So it's as long as similar sort of um, space that I'm occupying with a slightly older audience, I think. Um and um i'm still now just playing around with ideas for a third book but i'm i'm really really loving this new sort of exploratory path that i'm on with the picture books it feels so exciting and different and and fresh for me
0: <laughs> interesting and do you have any um young adult or you know middle grade m- middle grade fiction even perhaps in you to come soon do you think or are you putting that on the back burner for now and focusing on your picture books? Uh,
1: I've, I do have a young adult that I'm working on at the moment which is a
0: contemporary and um,
1: quite hard-hitting one <laughs> of course most of mine are yeah. um, and I've also just finished I spent my summer um, working on a, my first adult book um, which has a link to my young adult book Stolen and it's kind of like an adult book. Um, sequel to that book um so that's quite exciting it feels like I'm I'm sort of being sort of torn between writing for the very young and then going up to writing for adults and and finding some excitement in both at the moment
0: (laughs) it must be lovely having the variety though absolutely it's so nice and and I sort of
1: feel that as a writer that's one of the most exciting things about being a writer being able to try new um, age ranges and audiences and styles and and it's, it's what will make writing always new and different and never get old, I guess.
0: Yeah, thank you. Well, that brings me very nicely to the end of all my questions. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what comes next, hopefully from Lentana, fingers crossed, yes. in a the, in the not too distant future. Um, but no, thank you so much for giving up your time to talk to me and to us, to people listening about the process behind creating Shadow. It's always fascinating hearing what people people's thought processes are and working systems and things thank you so much
1: my pleasure good fun
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much take care now bye-bye okay bye well i hope you enjoyed my interview with lucy if you did and you want to find out more about her inspirations behind shadow make sure you visit my blog www.librarygirlandbookboy.wordpress.com where I'm hosting a stop on her blog tour and have a post about just that, the inspiration behind the writing of Shadow. You can also find other exclusive pieces from Lucy on her blog tour over the coming week. If you are on Twitter, you can have a look for the hashtag, hashtag #ShadowBook, book, and you'll find loads more there. If you'd like to buy a copy of Shadow, all of your very own, now is a great time to do it because the lovely folks at Lantana Publishing are promising that for every book purchased on their website, they will donate another book to a UK children's hospital. So you can do your Christmas shopping and do a good deed at the same time. What more could you ask for? So that's it for this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure you remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on forthcoming episodes. And remember, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at booksuperhero2. Next time, I'm talking to author Sylvia Bishop about her new title with Scholastic Trouble in New York. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Talk to you then.